In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us admit to God the sin at which always confronts us. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew our right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Dear friends, God, who was rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May Almighty God strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. stars, loud rushing planets, sing to the Lord a new song. Hail wind and rain, loud blowing snowstorms, sing to the Lord a new song. God has done marvelous things, I too sing praises with a Trumpet and pipes, loud clashing cymbals, sing to the Lord a new song. Harp, flute, and lyre, loud lumming cellos, sing to the Lord a new song. God has done marvelous things, I too sing praises with a Engines and steel, loud pounding hammers, sing to the Lord a new song. Limestone and beams, loud building workers, sing to the Lord a new song. God has done marvelous things, eyes to sing praises with a new song. Classrooms and labs, loud boiling test tubes, sing to the Lord a new song. Athlete and band, loud cheering people, sing to the Lord a new song. God has done marvelous things, I too sing praises with a new song. Knowledge and truth, loud sounding wisdom, sing to the Lord a new song. Daughter and son, loud praying members, sing to the Lord a new song. God has done marvelous things, I too sing praises with a new the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Come.
us pray. Gracious God, throughout the ages you transform sickness into health and death into life. Open us to the power of your presence and make us a people ready to proclaim your promises to the whole world. Through Jesus Christ, our healer and Lord. Amen. The first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 35. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer 
and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. Word of God, word of life. Thanks Thanks be to God. Let's read this psalm responsibly, Psalm 146. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in rulers, in mortals in whom there is no help. When they breathe their last, they return to earth, and in that day their thoughts perish. Happy are they who have the God of Jacob for their help, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the seas and all that is in them, who keeps promises forever who gives justice to those who are oppressed and food to those who hunger. The Lord sets the captive free. The Lord Lord opens the eyes of the blind. blind. The Lord Lord lifts lifts up those who are bowed down. down. The Lord Lord loves the righteous. The Lord cares for the stranger. The Lord sustains the orphan and widow, but frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord Lord shall shall reign reign forever. forever. Your Your God, God, O Zion, Zion, throughout throughout all all generations. generations. Hallelujah. The second reading is from the book of James, chapter 2, verses 1, 10, 14 through 17. My brothers and sisters, do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, And if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, have a seat here, please, while to the one who is poor you say, stand there or sit at my feet, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? It is not they who drag you into court? Is it it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfill the royal law, law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point, has become accountable for all of it. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, but yet do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Word of God. Word of life. Thanks Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Glory o to Lord. You, o Lord. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about Jesus, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. Jesus said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered Jesus, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then Jesus said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went by the way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Decapolis. They brought to Jesus a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private away from the crowd and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed and said to him, Ephata, which is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It seemed like everyone had a story to share. The people who were in Manhattan, of course, but all the rest of us too. The people with a relative in suburban Washington or rural Pennsylvania, even the people who just saw it on TV. When we exchanged stories about where we were that day, what was remarkable wasn't how similar they were, it's how different they all were. That even as we endure a common event, we all experience it in particular ways. In a recent essay on his experience of 9-11, the novelist Hari Kunzru puts it this way. Each of us has only our single window onto it, through which we peer and try to understand. So even though the images are the same, the memories are different. And even as anniversaries bring us together, grief has a way of pulling us back apart. It's even more so now that fewer people have stories to share. This year, about one-third of all Americans alive today were born after 9-11, which means in 15 years or so it'll be half. And people who weren't alive on 9-11 can certainly understand its significance and the way it shaped the world they live in. What I'm less sure they'll be able to understand was the sense of fear that permeated life in the years after. Fear of flying, fear of the mail, fear of subways, fear of mosques, fear of anthrax. And underneath all those fears was a deeper kind of dread. How do you make meaning out of an event where the line between life and death seems random? 
There's a reason why those stories about changed plane tickets and canceled meetings dug into our psyche. Because the line between life and death, meaning and the void seems so thin. And while our fears of opening the mail and riding the subway have subsided, the fear of meaninglessness never really did. Already on the first anniversary of 9-11, President Bush visited the Pentagon and said of the victims, quote, Though they died in tragedy, they did not die in vain. And as our nation has withdrawn from Afghanistan, that fear remains. After 200 people, including 13 American service members, were killed in Kabul last weekend, the recriminations went beyond the deaths themselves to whether those individuals had died in vain. Two decades gone, and the enemy is not simply death, but meaninglessness. Now, one way that we try to instill a sense of meaning after an experience of loss is by vengeance. By asserting our control, by getting back at people, attempting to find relief in the pain of others. And the past two decades have been filled with noble appeals to gender equality and democracy, but those ideals were often invoked along a desire to just wreck some people. As Toby Keith's 2002 hit single put it, quote, you'll be sorry you messed with the U.S. of A. We'll put a boot in your, it's the American way. Now that song is grotesque and beyond taste, but it reveals a certain delusion that our suffering isn't meaningless if we can make other people suffer too. And that desire to find meaning in suffering is exactly what today's reading from Isaiah is all about. This text was written to a group of Israelites who are in exile in Babylon. They're away from their homes, away from their families, away from their religious practices. And it's to these people languishing in fear that the prophet Isaiah writes, Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. And it's easy to imagine this reading as a kind of divine shock and awe, an Iron Age version of Toby Keith's big hit. Not only will God lead you out of exile and allow you to live in peace and safety, but God's going to destroy your enemies while he's at it. There's something a little more complicated going on here, though. That word for vengeance comes from the Hebrew word nakab, which means a repair of past harms. The image here is less of God out to smite people than it is God making amends and reparations for past suffering. If you're familiar with practices of restorative justice, then that's sort of what this is getting at. Nakab isn't just about punishing people. It's not about getting back at the Babylonians. It's about healing the wounds that the Israelites have experienced and creating a new way for them to live. And terrible recompense, this is, I have to say, this is an awful translation you have, comes from the Hebrew Gamul Elohim. Elohim, which you may have guessed, is God, which we translate as terrible for some reason. And Gamul is dealings or act, the act of God. The emphasis here is that God's act is what is ultimately redemptive, salvific, and to use an awkward phrase, meaning-making. So put that whole thing together and you get a really different vision. 
Here is your God. He will come to liberate you and bring justice. Yes, trust that God will act. God will come and save you. The vision that Isaiah gives us is not a reversal that puts the Israelites back on top and sends the Babylonians into exile for a change. It's a transformation of all of God's creation. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. See, this is a short reading. It's what, three and a half, four verses. But it does a lot. It acknowledges evil and death. It gives us a promise that God has and will act for us. It gives us a vision of what God's promised future looks like. Most important for us, it gives us an answer to our fear about meaninglessness. Isaiah suggests that we imbue life with meaning, not when we try to make others feel the pain that we feel, but when we trust God's promise of renewal and work for God's justice on earth as it is in heaven. We find meaning not simply by reacting to the past actions of others, but trusting in God's future action. And that's a critically important thing for us to remember. That one of the ways that we redeem our suffering and pain, one of the ways that we give it meaning is by allowing it to open us to the pain and suffering of others. That's true for public life, of course. One of the great failures of civic life after 9-11 was the search for meaning and exceptionalism and nationalism, ways of taking power over other people rather than solidarity and accompaniment, ways of entering into relationship alongside people. And the same is true for our private losses as well. We give our grief meaning by connecting it with the grief of others, not by trying to make others feel the pain that we feel, but by helping us come to greater knowledge of their suffering. To use Kunzru's image, the way we redeem our grief is by joining others at their windows, to hear the stories, to accompany them along the way, to be the broken body of Christ for a broken world. That's probably less reassuring than we would prefer it to be. No promise of life without suffering, no assurance that our best intentions guarantee good outcomes. No cathartic comeuppance for our enemies, and no promise that death doesn't exist. We are still dust, and to dust we return. But it does give us a way to live with integrity and courage in a world that seems to justify neither. It reminds us that life and death are never without meaning, because we never live and die in vain, because we always live and die in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
spirit's touch, we may again be whole. As you once walked through ancient streets and reached toward those in pain, come risen Christ among us still with us through physician skills, through nurses' gifts of care, and through the love and faithful friends who lift our lives in prayer. When nights are long with wakefulness, through days when Grant us your gift of patience, Lord, your calming peace to know. We come to you, O loving Lord, in our distress and pain. In trust that through our nights and days, your grace will heal, sustain. Let's join together with the church around the world, confessing our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Made children and heirs of God's promise, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy One, you bring your people together in worship. Enliven your church as you guide all evangelists, preachers, prophets, and missionaries who share your love through word and deed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You provide water for thirsty ground and sunshine to feed hungry plants. Bless all who advocate for healthy forests, clean air, and unpolluted waterways. Encourage all recovering from fires and floods this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You show no partiality. Encourage leaders and governments to work with one another for the good of our common world. We pray especially this week for the people of Benin, Cote d'Ivoire, and Togo. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You accompany those who are most in need. Shelter all fleeing violence and war. Protect any in danger and sustain them through these uncertain and unstable times. If you have any other petitions, I invite you to offer those at this time.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Look upon the distressed children, the young people with nowhere to turn for help. Look upon the efforts to restore peace and make each of us a peacemaker. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our, hear prayer. our prayer. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who brings forth streams in the wilderness, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always and also with you. Let us pray. God of all goodness and grace, receive the gifts we offer and grant that our whole life may give you glory and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. 
We mm. lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right mm. to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, Open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy God, beginning and end, source and goal. You are perfect communion, perfect love, perfect life. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, the mother of us all. In the beginning, your spirit moved over the waters, calling forth life in which you took delight. When humanity was first overcome by shame, you sought them out and found them. When your people were enslaved in Egypt, you heard their cries and led them into freedom. And in the fullness of time, you sent your chosen servant, Christ, our brother, to redeem us from death and give to us your life. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. By this bread and wine, may your word take flesh in us. Join us with all your people at this table, with matriarchs and patriarchs, prophets and psalmists, tax collectors and holy innocents. May your reign of justice and peace come to life through us. And may all praise and honor be given unto you, Holy One of Israel, Carpenter, Son of Nazareth, Holy Spirit of every nation and tongue, now and forever. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you.
Let us pray. Lord God, the source of truth and love, keep us faithful to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, united in prayer and in the breaking of the bread, and one in joy and in simplicity of heart. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Uh, for this last hymn, we'll be singing verses 1, 2, 5, and 6. the crowded ways of life, where sound the cries of race and clan, above the noise of selfish strife, we hear your voice, O Son of Man. In haunts of wretchedness and Unshadowed thresholds dark with fears From paths where hide the lures of greed We catch the vision of your tears O Master from the mountainside Make haste to heal thee hearts of pain among these restless throngs abide oh tread the city's streets again till all the world shall learn your love and follow where your feet have trod till glory from your heaven above shall come the city of our God. At this time, we open things up for any announcements, joys, and concerns. Did anyone have anything they wanted to share with the congregation? No. I want to let you know, um, I got an email from Ralph Morris right before the service that his cousin died um, last night, his cousin who's on the prayer list, so I invite you to keep Ralph and his family in your thoughts and care. I want to let you know, uh, Wyckoff Day is September 18th, which is two weeks from yesterday. If you want to sign up and come hang out at a table with me for an hour or two, you can do that. That's always fun. Uh, and then the last thing is, you'll notice the roof is done. Um, it did well in the hurricane this past week. We didn't have any of the issues we've been having, so that's all good. Uh, we also had our HVAC technician come in this week, and we're getting an estimate in on installing the air purifier system that's going to be in our HVAC system. So uh, that's what I have. Could I just share a note about the hymn, because Jason and I were chatting about this. Is it raining? It is raining. What? All right. I tell you what. Well, we're we're going to shut this down because the electricity is going to be an issue. So may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace and seek justice. Thanks be to God.